0: My name is Lauren Hirsch. I'm a clinical social worker and a collective member of Rio Counseling and Community Co op. And this is what Chicago sounds like. Building community means words like nest come to mind. I think about nest, I think about like weaving together, like the building of people and place in a way that's woven so that it's supportive and like arms around each other and people knowing people and in that knowing, like, wanting to love and support each other. I came, uh, let's see, 2015, like, eight years ago, nine years ago. I have a twin sister, and she's a teacher. Well, she was a teacher, now she's a lawyer, and she was doing Teach for America. Then she came out here, and I came to visit, and I fell in love with Chicago. I now live in Rogers Park and love Rogers Park. It's actually really intertwined with my work. I know, like, there's a lot of conversation around work-life balance and separation and stuff, and... I have total respect for that and probably like people close to me would say I could use a little more <laughs> work-life balance but the work that I do and the way that I conceptualize it, it is like life as well you know because it is about how do we create spaces that enables people to like heal and evolve into like a, a less injured self or at least a a self that's less inhibited by their injury and so I think that's something that I continue to learn about as I experience more of that in my community and in my my life. And I see how the way that we interact with each other, it helps us. My first job in Chicago was at Misericordia, and it's a very large organization for adults with developmental disabilities, and it's residential. And I was interested in that work. I didn't go to grad school to be a therapist. I went because I was like, I wanna do social work and I actually thought I'd go do crisis work. I took a wavy path. I did not have uh, visions of like career or even college. I just kind of felt my way forward and my brother's got a pretty significant developmental disability. So I grew up in the world of of that and it felt natural to me. And I really liked working with folks who others found really challenging. Like it speaks to me. I like working with uh, wild people because I'm wild. (laughs) Um, and I don't color in the lines and I, I feel like I understand people who don't color in the lines a lot better. I knew I wasn't interested in private practice and I got an internship at Turning Point, which is a community mental health center and that's where I worked straight out of grad school and was at for five years and unionized and met a lot of the people that I work with now there and a lot of our amazing clients. I hate hierarchy a lot and always have because hierarchy squashes voices. It gives people power over other people, which essentially means that if I have power over you, what I think and feel is more important than what you think and feel. And I may tell you that I don't feel that way, but by virtue of the fact that I am given authority over you, my voice becomes more important than yours. It's violent, I think, hierarchy. is it's violence and it underpins violent systems and oppressive systems. Our system is based off the Acceptance of hierarchy. I don't mean actual physical violence. I mean, I mean it is in many space spaces, but I mean like uh, threat as a violence. So if you don't do it, I say like you get demoted. If you don't do it, I say you get fired like that's a violence you're ripping something from somebody's life and it oftentimes people get fired for very unjust reasons and i find it a, nonsensical but i especially find it nonsensical in nonprofit work because the what ends up happening in nonprofits is that in direct service nonprofits so like mental health work is that the more responsibility and authority you have the farther away from the direct service you are. The people who are working directly with folks should be making decisions about the work. That's how we do the work best. My name is Lauren Hirsch. I'm a clinical social worker and a collective member of Rio Counseling and Community Co op, and this is what Chicago sounds like. I wanted to stay in community mental health, and Ellie, who is amazing, Ellie Dumeroff, she's she was an intern with me. Uh, we were together for five years at Turning Point agreed and felt equally passionate about the work. In November of 2022, Ellie and I were out to drinks, and we were talking about what we were going to do next. She'd started a little practice on the side. Uh, It was intake coordinator at Turning Point. And I said, uh, I don't know what to do. I I can't go work anywhere else, and I just need someone to start this with me. And Ellie said, okay. (laughs) And then in January, we started meeting at this brewery after work and planning, and um, that's the origin of it. We have other folks. We have actually a group of about 15 amazing people, a lot of people from Turning Point who are therapists, peer support workers. So these are folks with lived experience of severe mental illness diagnosis or presentation who identify as people in recovery. We have crisis workers, we have case managers. And what we do, what we're building is a community mental health center that really actually grounds healing in community because what we know is that uh, the most important element of uh, therapy is the therapeutic relationship. That it doesn't matter how you practice, uh, like what approach you use, it is actually about the capacity to build relationship. And that loneliness is like one of the most harmful, like dangerous experiences. Uh, Loneliness reduces lifespan. It we see a correlation between loneliness and heart disease and obviously depression and anxiety and and really all symptoms are rooted in trauma and and trauma is relational. When we say co-op what we really mean is we're worker led and democratically organized. So uh, when we say collective what we really mean again is that we are non-hierarchical, we are flat in our organizational structure. And essentially it's just like we're all taking care of each other and practicing collective care and um, nobody has power over anyone. We're doing things that are, it's non-traditional. We don't. If people want to be medicated, they can. That's totally fine. If people want to go to the hospital, they can. That's totally fine. If people are in imminent danger, we will do everything we can to keep people safe, but we do not support an approach that involuntarily hospitalizes people or, or medicates them. I think that there can be a, an approach to folks who experience really severe mental health symptoms, people who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia or people who are experiencing extreme states. And I think oftentimes folks can think like that we just need to medicate and essentially like keep somewhere and uh, that people won't, uh, that that there's not rhyme or reason behind it, that it just happens and it's not true. Like 100% it's not true. I have yet to meet a single person whose symptoms do not make sense to me over time as I come to understand who they are. And it's not true that you can't form a relationship. I have yet to meet a single person that I was unable to form a relationship with no matter how far away from a kind of shared reality they may have gotten at different times. We really need to build systems of care that are about hearing people, like actually listening to what people have to say that if you think someone is uh, saying things just because words are falling out of their mouth and they're empty. It's just not true, that we really need to listen to people, that people want to be heard. There's a different way to do mental health besides medicating in nursing homes, in, in hospital systems. That it's about love and care and, and and mutuality and respect. My name is Lauren Hirsch. I'm a clinical social worker and a collective member of Rio Counseling and Community Co-op. And this is what Chicago sounds like.